Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm so excited to have our friend back on the podcast today is Candace Duggar. And we talked last year twice during Anti-Bullying Month, and this topic burns in my soul because as a counselor, it's pertinent to the young people that I have worked with so often. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about um, how to handle a bully and some really, really, really important stuff about conflict resolution. <laughs> so, yeah. so Candice, first, first talk about the ministry a little bit and then let's just ease into our topic. Of course. Thank you again for having me back. I just have, I have to tell you ever since I started the reluctant homeschooler who never wanted to homeschool and walked into homeschooling into high school, Mm. I relied so much on your resources. So I just Uh, want to tell you how much I have appreciated through the years, what you do here. So for those of you, I think um, I'm hoping I know quite a few of your audience by now. My name is Candace Duggar. As I said, I was a reluctant homeschooler who never really thought I would homeschool. And I used to run multi-million and billion dollar companies in the corporate world, had a very serious illness. And it was during that time that the Lord really used it to minister to my heart and to see how much my son was hurting. When he was 12, I almost lost him to suicide due to horrific bullying. And it, and it was an eye opener to not only the pain he was in, but how little help there were for parents. It was go yeah. to the administration, go to the school, go there. Yeah. Yet, Vicki, it was happening. Those same kids went to our youth group. Those same yeah. kids were in the Boy Scouts. Those same kids lived in my neighborhood, right? So it never ended. It's not a school issue. It's a cultural issue. It was uh-huh. everywhere. Uh-huh. And so now um, we, I have opened Billy Broken Redeemed. I guess we've been doing this since about 2018. Absolutely love what I do. And I help equip leaders, parents, and youth all over the world now in Gen Z bullying. So everything from gaming, bullying, cyber bullying, revenge porn, terrible, uh-huh. but also how it's impacting the mental health. and our social media addiction. So that's a lot of what I do in helping equip leaders and teens, but also parents directly whose children are hurting and they don't even know where to start. And I think it's because Vicki, we grew up in a, you know, if we had any bullying training at all at school, it was an assembly and a poster. Yep. That was it. Uh And you weren't really taught, how do you handle it? What do you do? And so we have this whole generation of parents who aren't really sure how to handle it anyway. They dealt with it, but in what we consider like in-person schoolyard bullying, then you compact that with what's happened since 2011 with gaming bullying, cyber bullying, which is now the average age, nine years old, that's happening to kids. Uh And we're seeing bullying as young as three. And so that those trends going so young, And yet parents aren't really court, like there's a disconnect between the two, right? Of what we expect it to look like and what it really looks like. And then when it comes up, how do you help your child deal with it in a way that can, and can we ever put a stop to everything? No, but we can equip you with tools and resources to be less of a target to help prepare yourself to work on some of the other areas in mental health when it does happen and equip a family on how to support a child. Mm -hmm. And then for many cases that I work with, it is using homeschooling Mm -hmm. as a way to heal from their bullying uh, or, or anxiety, school phobia, a lot of those, but I don't want to let the audience think it doesn't happen in our homeschool community. It is there too. So, um, we are, our, our mission 
is to equip children for the future because it's going to happen in workplaces. It's going to yeah. happen in your college. It's going to happen politically. It's going to everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And how are you going to handle it when it comes yeah. up? So that's what a little bit about what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, I, we were talking before I hit record today that, um, you know, we, we as parents try to give our t- kids the tools for to solve a problem, to resolve a conflict. And, you know, let's, let's just be nice people and talk things out. And so you you mentioned the difference between conflict resolution and handling a bully. And I'd really like to clarify this, like you can't handle bullying with the traditional conflict resolution. So give us some tools here. I will. So first let's take a moment and identify what is bullying. Cause I think we got to start there, right? Yeah. Many people think they're going to know what bullying is, but if I ask people, how do you identify bullying versus conflict? They kind of mm. not quite sure. Mm. So I try to teach people to break it down into three easy steps and we call it ARP. It was taught to me this way a long time ago. And it's really stuck. Is the behavior aggressive? Uh Is it repeated or a strong probability of threat? And is there a power imbalance? Uh Have those three things you're dealing with bullying. Uh Uh It has to be those three things. Uh Simple. And so when parents say, well, I'm not sure if I'm Uh dealing with conflict or bullying, I go, that's easy. Let's break it down. Uh Is it aggressive? Is it repeated or really strong probability of threat? And if there's power imbalance, Uh that's why in many school situations, when you even have fighting, if one person retaliates back, that power goes back to even, right? That's so... So that's something we want to look at. And then we have to realize that the intention of the bully, it is not about conflict. And to help break this down a little bit more, what's the difference between conflict and bullying? Well, conflict is going to happen all the time. We may have conflict. We may not agree on something, right? We could have conflict in our families, but at the end of the day, both people are normally upset, right? They both people want to restore the relationship, both people are willing to come to a resolution. Yes. It is happening occasionally, not all the time. It's not, and it's, um, and not that it might not be aggressive or frustrating in the moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't normally leave deep emotional scars. It can be hurtful, mm-hmm. right? Because it, normally with people we care about or something or a relationship we want to restore. So it may cause pain, but it doesn't normally create deep emotional scars like yes. bullying does. Yes. In bullying, We have bullies who their whole goal is to overpower you, to hurt you, to inflict pain, right? They don't want to resolve it because that's not their goal. No, (laughs) they don't want to stop. They may to, and here's where it gets tricky is to many leaders and authorities and, and people who are trying to resolve it, the bully will put on the fake smile and say, act like they want to resolve it yet go right back to the same behavior. And so that's where it gets tricky. You also have to remember that um, bullying can leave very deep emotional scars. And as you know, it's counseling from PTSD, severe trauma, lifelong trauma. And I work with a lot of adults who are still stuck on their bullying of their past. They're not, they haven't really dealt with a lot of that pain. And so when it's coming up for their children, they feel lost and where to go because it was so, they can still remember the smells and they can remember the site. They can remember everything about that bully instantly. And it does cause deep emotional pain where someone in conflict wouldn't. So that's really the biggest difference when we start looking at it. And, and I have to say families, if you have children in your families, we see sibling bullying, right? We see parents who bully, we see adults and coaches who are bullying our children. And so those are areas where we want to really look at what is the intent and is that behavior conflict 
were we dealing with bullying? So we know how to resolve it because if you go in and you start giving conflict resolution skills, you are actually going to put the victim who was harmed in a lot more harm's way. And you're then expecting them to be part of a solution. It's not going to be resolved. Beautiful. Beautiful. That helps them. Oh, so concrete. And I'm going to have all this in the show notes. (laughs) along with links to your, your organization. So, all right, so let's do some specific details. So let's say we did the ARP Mm -hmm. and there's a clear bullying situation. How do we help our kids handle that? So I want to, there's no one size fits all. So I'm going to break down a few for you. Are we dealing with in person? Are we dealing with cyber bullying? Are we dealing Mm -hmm. with gaming bullying? Are we dealing with a relationship and a family? That's why it makes it a little more hard for me to -hmm. give you some concrete things. Mm -hmm. Number one, you don't want to engage with a bully. They're trying to get you to engage, Mm -hmm. right? They want that power fight. So you don't want to feed it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying be a doormat and being walked all over, but don't engage it. So if it's online, block, get rid of, Mm -hmm. stop. No, walk away. Remember, no is a full sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Stop, walk away, block, whatever you need to do. In our gaming and cyber worlds can be powerful. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit different. But 91% of people who have dealt with bullying online are dealing with it in person. Okay. Uh That's a big Uh number, right? Uh Our numbers are high. And so we Uh have to help kids in person. Uh And so there's things that we can do to help our children to be less of a target. Uh And there are things that we can do to help prepare them for how to handle it. So, right. And there's, um, in our classes, we teach all kinds of things, but I can give you a few because they, they, they'd be with me for three days. So I know we got, we got a 20 minute podcast episode. Exactly. So, um, so when we're looking at bullying, one thing I love, it is never a child's fault. They're being bullied. Yes. Ever. But there are things we can do to be a less of a victim, a less of a target. right? A less target. And I say that because if you, um, and I think we may have talked about this Vicky a little bit earlier in our previous show, when you show a a criminal, a parking lot, Mm -hmm. and they are taking a look at what's going on in a parking lot, they can tell you who's going to be the target. They can tell you who's going to be robbed, right? Mm -hmm. Because that person normally has their head down. They're distracted. They're not paying attention. Their energy isn't like I'm coming in. Don't Mm -hmm. mess with me. Mm -hmm. It's just very different. It's easy to pick that target and they can tell you pretty practically, like who's going to be the one who's going to be victimized. Same with our kids. Can we teach our children about their body language, about Uh their tone, about when they say no, about head up, shoulders up, how are your feet? Walk with purpose from point Uh A to point B. How do you step in with confidence? How do you, and those are some tools, practical tools you can teach our kids that are not only going to help them now, but for life. Absolutely. Big important things. Yes. And so that's one thing we can do. We can also talk to them about when they're in a situation where they're getting bullied in person, how do they, how do they remove themselves quickly to a safe environment and get help? Uh Uh We can also help them with things like code words that they can tell that they can text you like uh-huh. old fashioned code words. Remember, tell, make sure you t- yeah. give this code word before your parents pick you for our neighbor yes. picks you up in the car or something. Yes. But the same type of thing, if they have a code word, they can text you that tells uh-huh. you I am in trouble. I need uh-huh. help. Some way they can correspond that to you. That's not exactly verbal in that moment because uh-huh. they can't explain it all. Yeah. You know, my child needs assistance and this is not uh-huh. no joke. Uh-huh. And so that is incredibly important because remember when we talked about earlier, 
our kids who are having bullying in school, these people uh-huh. within our community. I have been out with my children when their bullies have walked into a Starbucks or walked into a place and I physically seen their changes in their uh, fear. And yeah. yet they can't articulate that to me in the moment. Uh-huh. And so we started putting code words in place so that they uh-huh. could say things. I won't tell you my kids goes worse, but things like, yeah. Hey mom, when we get home, can I check Minecraft? And yes. I knew uh-huh. We need to leave and get him to a place that he feels safe and able to process this because what's going on in this space is not okay. Good. Right. Excellent. And that can be for a lot of different things. So, uh-huh. so, in, so we try to equip parents with lots of tools like that uh-huh. to communicate effectively, but also what do they say when they're confronted in the moment to move away to a yeah. safe place? Because you don't want to engage or try to defend your honor because that's not what this is about. No. It's not complex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, and it's so practical. You know, if a, a, a young person has a way to let their parent or another safe person know it's not or okay. a teacher or a leader, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Things we really work with in small groups because um, our bullies tend to be there. We, mm-hmm. we do talk about hurt people hurt people, but mm-hmm. the reality and the statistics that come out are they tend these bullies, some of the more serious criminal bullies have very high egos. Yeah. They know how to read a room, high social cues. They can mm-hmm. manipulate the adults. They will give you a DARVO response, which I know we don't have time to get into all that today, guys, <laughs> yeah. have to, but they can really turn it around and gaslight. And there's so many yes. things that are done that make the victim feel like, uh, helpless and hopeless, which then starts to affect their mental health more. So, yeah. right. So those are all things that are an important part of understanding the process, because if you're dealing with childhood bullying and you don't have the tools, you will most likely deal with it in a way it will stop, right? We've right. got to learn the tools for life so that as we're launching our kids, our homeschool kids, how are they going to be equipped and prepared to deal with bullies online? in their businesses, right? At their gyms and wherever they are, they are out there. And I, one of the things I appreciate is talking about the body language, you know, our nonverbals and that empowered nonverbal, the shoulders back and the chin up and, you know, walking with confidence, even if you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Fake it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. And the the cool thing is, is that specific nonverbal they can use the rest of their lives, their first day on the job, not because they necessarily are bullies. It just radiates a sense Energy, of confidence, right? Their confidence. And this mm-hmm. is who I am. And you're portraying things about you mm-hmm. that um, police really don't want the fight. No. So they'll pick somebody else. They, well, yeah, they is, need an easy target. Right, yeah. Which is why October is considered anti-bullying month. Mm-hmm. As most schools, co-ops, groups all go back to school, August, September, mm-hmm. it takes about three weeks for targets, whoever's going to be targeted for the year Uh, quickly happens uh very early in the first three weeks. Uh And October is our highest rate of suicide for, for bullying because Uh by then they've Uh been, it's been enough that they feel Uh the whole school year feels way too long and hopeless to sustain this pain. So if one of our young people runs into a bullying situation, you know, it's being repeated, it is feeling really threatening to them. Um, How do they let the adults know? Because very often a young person will feel afraid or ashamed or threatened that, you know, don't say anything. Oh yeah. Um, Or retaliation bullying, mm, which is why we want to be so careful 
not to necessarily put conflict resolution skills and put the two together in these situations. Oh, my word. Yes. Because yes. of that retaliation <clears throat> that can put their life in harm's way. Right? Absolutely. So first, um, I, I think it depends on the group or the, you know, what's kind of going on in their trusted oh. situation. 90% don't tell their parents and 70% don't tell anybody. Uh -huh. Right. So the biggest thing, I believe one of the biggest things we can do as parents is talk early and often about this uh -huh. so that when our kids are, when a situation comes up, they know you're not going to blame them or turn it around to what did you do first? Or did you, you know, or that they feel that you're a safe place to come uh -huh. all the kids in our lives. And if it's not the parents, do they have other trusted adults in their lives who are speaking into them yeah. as a place of confidence? And when your children, and so I'm always trying to find somebody to connect to, which Vicki is why in our leadership development classes, we train teens, leaders, and adults so that teens who are seeing it know how to step in and help somebody to help them get help. Not that that's their responsibility, but how can they, they're seeing it. They yeah. What's going on. Yes. How can they help get the resources and talk to people? So that's where you've got to look at it this is where it gets tricky. Are there anti-bullying policies? Are there things they can report? Number one, if somebody's dealing with bullying, you want to document, 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 uh -huh. document, Yes. document it all, write it down, start a journal, take photos, copies, everything you can of every moment, uh -huh. because you're going to need that to stand up when you go to the authorities. Yeah. So teaching our kids ahead of time, if you arise at this, here's what we're going to do. And you want to put together a plan. It's like, you need a crisis plan before you're in crisis. We, in the middle of the hurricane, we're not preparing. Right. Exactly. Right? So it's the same thing with our kids. That's why talking before they happen early, early and before it happens that you're going to be a safe place they can come or even within groups, having leadership groups talking about this, whether they're in, in camps, whether it's in co-ops, being a place that others can come and just know that you're not going to blow them off and you're going to help them through this can be the lifeline that children need that saves their lives many times. Beautiful. All right. So there's like, all we can do is crack open the, the, the lid, of, you know, like, and now we just got to get people connected to your resources because yeah, there's yes. so much there and our kids matter and they're going to run into something sometime and sometimes not, us adults, you yeah, know, it's not life. a matter of if it's a matter of when in today's mm -hmm. culture. And so if we, like you said, let's just go ahead and talk about it. We, there's no sense pretending it won't happen. Let's just talk about it. So how do, how do we get folks connected with you? So my website's bulliedbrokenredeemed.com. We probably have six books up for little kids and older kids and workshops. Um, and we just released a class this year. It's a leadership development class, which Vicki, you'll appreciate this for high school. We have built it for our teens and our parents, but we've also set it up for a high school half credit for all of our teens. So they can take it as a health class because it actually includes mental health and social media addiction and preparing. So where state laws happen, for their half credit, because we put in testing, all the good stuff, but they can also then use it as if they want to for an enrichment, but it is a certification program with teen leadership. So we are getting in front of our teen leaders because kids, whether you're on one side or the other, or right in the middle, it's going to take an entire community to make a difference in this situation. Our schools cannot handle this because it's not a school issue. Our communities and individuals and families do. And so we're prepared, we're equipping the parents, the leaders, the teens all together. And when you see this, what can you do? If it happens to you, what do you do? 
or we even cover who are the bullies because kids, we actually have co-ops and groups that are requiring their kids to pass our class before they graduate from their groups. The, if they are on that bullying side, they actually kind of get called out on their character development and what's Uh going on. And and Uh then everybody's kind of like, Oh, (laughs) we might have one of those. (laughs) All right, so you made you made my little transcript um, like cha-ching, go, like like she said half credit. You know? Oh yes, so, I built so it out. Listen, I am going to put links. Really, like our kids need transcripts, and if you can give them tools for life that yes. they can put on their transcript, that's so awesome. And we're teaching social emotional skills, skills for healing. We're also teaching them about laws and what's going to happen if they are found liable for them. Mm-hmm along with all of the resources. We have 16 lessons, so it's about 16 weeks, which fits quite a good in between the time you do an introduction and a closing, right? For a semester and testing. Um, But everything's video taught with all of your handouts, activities, and group discussion questions for each week. So that whether it's a family doing it or a group doing it. um, And we, if you are a group, I'd love to talk to you. I would love to talk to you because we have everything ready for co-op groups to be able to use just rock and roll. Wait, wait. Just have so many good resources <laughs> for me here. Yeah, so that's, I will put links to all of this in the show notes because really like if we can give our kids the gift of empowerment, that's a gift that will last their lives. So yes. yay, yay. Candace, thank you so much for taking thank time you, out and um, me and my scheduling, we, we clicked through. <laughs> we did <laughs> great. I always love being with you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. So, and then we will have you on again because there's just so mm-hmm. much to share and uh, so much to learn for our young people and us grownups too. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Connect with Candace and Bully Broken and Redeemed. And check with us next week. Bye-bye.